Welcome to the Business and Personal Development Podcast with Chris Haroon, where you'll find tips on how to take your career to the next level. Next level. Welcome to my 191st weekly webcast. Now, today what I'm going to do is I'm going to give away my latest course and my book for free to one student that asks a question. Now, my new book and my latest course are called Sales 101, How to Sell Anything. Now, before I take your questions, what I want to do is I want to talk about five free ways to market yourself. Number one, get free marketing or publicity by being controversial like Elon Musk and Sir Richard Branson and Mark Benioff. Now, have you ever seen a Tesla commercial? Neither have I. Now, most companies, what they do is they spend 10% of their annual revenue on advertising. For example, Coca-Cola, what they do is they spend $4 billion a year uh, on advertising. They have $40 billion in revenue and they spend 10% of that on advertising. And so Elon Musk's free publicity comes from using Twitter, of course, and making very controversial statements uh, like this one here. He wrote, maybe he should take Tesla private, or he pokes fun of the SEC, uh, meaning the Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, he says they're doing great work when he calls the SEC the Short Seller Enrichment uh, Commission. Now, Sir Richard Branson gets a lot of free publicity as well. For example, in the 1980s, he launched Virgin Cola, by literally driving a tank into Times Square and declaring war on Coca-Cola. Mark Benioff, who is the founder of Salesforce.com, is brilliant with controversy as well. Um, and for, for many decades, what he's been saying is that software is dead because cloud computing is more efficient than traditional software. And Benioff's brilliance is that his controversial statements like Windows is dead, for example, has gotten him many guest interviews on shows like Mad Money. Uh, that's the Jim Cramer show there on, on CNBC. And in Mark Benioff's book uh, called Behind the Clouds, uh, which I recommend purchasing, he talks about how he made friends with 50 or so of the top finance and technology, jur technology journalists to get free publicity for Salesforce.com. So how can you get free publicity as well? Well, in my MBA degree program, I teach you how to leverage LinkedIn in order to get meetings with journalists in order to get free publicity for you. And I could be controversial too by saying, I'm going to poke fun of myself here. I could be controversial too by saying that Harvard Business School, also called HBS, I could say that two thirds of HBS is BS, or maybe two thirds of Haroon Business School is BS. I don't know. Just kidding. All right. The second way to get free publicity is to become a thought leader. How do you become a thought leader? Well, just like the Rodin sculpture, I think therefore I am. You gotta think of yourself like a thought leader. And so what you can do is you can start writing articles every single week uh, on the industry that you're in or the industry you're the most passionate about. And be consistent with this, please, and do this weekly. And don't give a damn if nobody is liking your posts, because eventually it'll work out for you, I promise. Okay, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and your competition will give up after a couple of articles. So after writing one article per week for two years, 
then you can take all the articles you wrote on LinkedIn, meaning all 104 of them, and you can put them uh, in a book. And I did this actually uh, in, in, oops, wrong book. <laughs> I did this in 2014 and in 2015. And then I put all 104 uh, articles uh, in this book here. It looks kind of washed out because of the green screen here. Yeah. So you can actually do the same thing uh, by downloading my free book templates uh, from my website here at harunmba.com slash write book. That's all lowercase. Haroon mba.com slash write book, all lowercase. So let's go there together and take a look. I'll do this real quick. All right. So let me go over here and uh, I'm going to go to harunmba.com slash write book. Okay. And so you click here to download the book template. It's easy to do. I don't ask for your email. It's free. Okay. So all you have to know how to do is use a browser in Microsoft Word. So let me download this and show you really, really quickly how this works. All right. So this is downloading here. Where'd it come? Right here to downloads. Yeah, I found it. Great. All right. So all you have to do is fill out this template. I'm buying time here as it takes a second to open. Uh, but you fill out this, this template here. Okay. And the instructions are on the first page. And this will explain to you how to publish for free on Amazon Kindle, Amazon Print, uh, as well as Audible, which is acx.com. And so all you do is you fill in all this information here um, in this uh, six inch by nine inch uh, book. Uh, and then uh, you right click here to repaginate and, and you can publish this uh, for, for free. All right, let me get back on track here. It's fun doing these things. Okay, great. I think I got the right slide there. Hold on. Here we go. Good. Okay, great. So making a book is free to do, and it can help you big time in your informational meetings or your interviews uh, or in meetings with potential uh, customers. And what I did actually was I did this uh, with a bunch of my books. Um, and so when I wrote a lot of articles on LinkedIn for a couple of years, I put it all together in this book here. And if you think that's too much work, you got to ask yourself, and I say this with love my heart, how badly do you want that job uh, or that customer? And when you go to an informational meeting, it feels so good to give this away as well. And you can also dedicate it to your mom and dad at the beginning, which, which is what I did. I love you, mom and dad, if you're watching. Okay, great. All right, so let me actually go back now to the slides. Okay, here we go. All right, so, oh, last thing I'll say. Uh, about this is that uh, the order of the chapters uh, in your book, there's the green screen, doesn't work at, but the order uh, of the chapters in your book uh, should be based on the number of likes or comments you received on your articles that you published uh, in LinkedIn. All right, let's move on now to the next topic here. Number three, here we go. Okay, great. So the third of five ways to get free publicity, repurpose your content. And Nintendo has been doing this for decades by repurposing, meaning republishing their older game content on newer platforms like the Nintendo Switch, for example. And repurpose or reuse your articles and you can make them vlogs even or Instagram videos. And that's what I've been doing for the last 191 weeks uh, on my weekly webcast because the top seven questions asked become seven vlogs and Instagram and LinkedIn posts for me for the next week. 
and there's nothing left on the carcass when I'm done repurposing each weekly webcast. And my weekly webcast also, uh, there's a podcast as well, if you're if you want to watch it that way as well. Okay, moving on. The fourth way to get free publicity is to humbly brag about your reference customers. Now, when I worked in the venture capital industry, um, my portfolio companies, uh, all I had to do was to help them humbly get one reference customer, like a big bank, to put them on the map, and they get instant credibility. And what you can do if you want to, uh, is you can do the same thing uh, with LinkedIn by getting at least 10 people to write LinkedIn recommendations for you. And if you don't remind people of your accomplishments, uh, then they'll soon forget. And if you feel uncomfortable humbly bragging about your accomplishments, then get other people to do it for you through LinkedIn recommendations. And if you don't believe me, then check out people that you work with that have gotten, and I say this with love my heart, check out people's uh, profiles on LinkedIn that you work with that have gotten promoted faster than you. Look at their profiles and see how many recommendations they have. And a lot of people make CEO partially because they ask 50 or 100 people, literally it's true, to write uh, recommendations uh, for you, okay? Uh, and there's a guy named Doug Merritt, uh, who was the CEO of Splunk, ticker SPLK. Go to his LinkedIn profile, and you'll see that by the time he got promoted to become CEO of Splunk, he had over 80 recommendations written for him. I'm sure he asked a lot of people to write them for him. He's a good dude, I like him, I met him. Okay, lastly, what you can do is you can also help your recommender by drafting the recommendation for them. And then they, of course, will provide their own edits and then they'll post the recommendation for you. And you don't have to get your boss to write one. You can get your colleagues or customers to do so. And if you ever let go uh, at a company, which has happened to me before, and you're not a real person until you've been let go. Uh, but if you've ever been let go and you're like, oh dude, I don't know if I can get my boss to write a recommendation for me from that company. Then what you can do is you can get a colleague that you worked with, okay? or customers, even better. All right, now the fifth and final way to get free publicity is to help other people, okay? Give and you'll receive. It's prophetic and it's been true since the beginning of time. You wanna mentor other people because it's good karma and when one teaches to learn. Now, you have to help people uh, with your heart because you really wanna help them and not for other reasons. Now. There's this great book here called uh, Give and Take that I recommend reading. Uh, and basically, uh, the bottom line in that book is that the poorest 1% of people in the world, people with beautiful souls like Mother Teresa, I love her so much. Why can't Hollywood make a great movie about her? But the poorest 1% of people in the world are givers. Okay? The middle 98% of people are takers. And the top 1% of people uh, by wealth, billionaires, for example, they're givers. And that's how they got to where they are, partially because they helped a lot of people. Again, uh, when one teaches to learn, so mentor other people. All right, two more quick topics I want to talk about before I take your, your questions. Uh, the first one is uh, Bitcoin, okay, and cryptocurrencies in general. I want you to be really, really careful uh, with your cryptos. Um, I don't want you to leave them on exchanges, okay? Your cryptos, what I want you to do is I only want you to store them in, in cold storage wallets, like a, a Trezor or a Ledger Nano, for example, and not hot wallets like Coinbase, for example, online. And the reason I say that is a lot of cryptocurrency exchanges and companies are now going bankrupt, 
And the only way to secure your cryptos is to keep them in cold storage uh, wallets, which I talk about in a lot more detail in my MBA degree program. Really quickly, I'll explain the difference between hot and cold uh, wallets. Okay, so with your bank accounts, you have a checking account and a savings account. Okay, your checkings account has a slightly lower interest rate, right? And so you usually put a lot more money in your savings account. And so hot wallets are wallets that require electricity to always be used, meaning software-based wallets in the cloud, like on Coinbase, for example, okay? And so think of your, 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 your hot wallet as like your checking account. It might be cryptos you wanna trade or hopefully not trade, but um, maybe, um, I don't know, buy products with or services, okay? So that's your, your, hot, your hot wallet is like your checking account. Your cold wallet is like your savings account. Okay, and, and it's called a cold wallet because it doesn't need electricity uh, to, to store it, right? Because you can take these USB terminal token wallets and put it in your pocket and not attach it to your computer at all. So the bottom line is this. Please don't keep most of your cryptos online in hot uh, storage wallets. Use cold storage wallets like the Ledger Nano S uh, and the Trezor uh, is, as well. All right. One more thing I want to talk about um, is what's going on with the U.S. dollar. So the U.S. dollar now uh, is is going a lot, up a lot in value relative to other currencies. Like the euro and the dollar are basically at par, which is unbelievable. And one of the reasons this is happening is because the United States government uh, has been raising uh, interest rates okay, to combat inflation. And they're doing it more aggressively than European countries are, or I should say the ECB, European Central Bank of the Bank of England. And as a result, because U.S. interest rates are going up more, more people are investing in U.S. dollars. Also, the U.S. dollar, it is what it is. It's a flight to quality. The U.S. government is the last company on the planet, so to speak, that will go belly up. And if we go back to 2008, we saw the exact same pattern. The U.S. dollar got very strong versus other currencies. And so that explains what's happening right now uh, with the weaker euro relative to the U.S. dollar. And if you have additional questions about that, please let me know. And thank you as always. All right, now, what I'm going to do uh, right now is um, I'm going to take a really short break, uh, and then I'll answer your questions. I'll be back in one minute. Now, here's a vlog that I'm the most proud of publishing uh, right here. Thanks for your patience. I'll, I'll be right back in one minute. Thank you. If you bully people at work, meaning if you're a corporate bully, then I want you to keep watching this. Otherwise, don't watch the rest of this vlog. It's going to be out there today. But for you, the corporate bully, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being such a jerk. And by the way, you peaked in high school and you're so insecure that you treat people poorly. I get it. I get it. You're really insecure. I understand. But you know what? In a bizarre way, and I think what you've done at work, treating people poorly is disgusting. But I think in a bizarre way, I want to thank you. Because you've motivated the people that you've treated poorly to quit and to join another company. Or you've motivated them to start their own companies. You see, frustration in business can be a beautiful thing. And I say it with love in my heart. Because if you're frustrated at work because you're treat being treated poorly, and I've been treated poorly many times before, then that forces you to get outside your comfort zone and get a better job. Or better yet, start your own company. If I can be resourceful in any way helping you start your own company, please let me know. Thank you. Not the bullies just the people who are being bullied, like I was. Thank you.
All right, I'm Batman. Everybody wants to be Batman, eh? All right, let me get to your questions. Oh, one more thing. My marketing team wants me to ask you all to please click the like button and subscribe and all that stuff. It really helps us with, with our channel. And <clears throat> what I actually just did uh, was there's this guy uh, named Mr. Beast that many of you know. He's got like 80 or like 100 million uh, YouTube subscribers. He wrote a book uh, with this guy named uh, Daryl Eaves. Uh, and I just actually hired that company, uh, Daryl Eaves Company, to train my staff on how to grow our YouTube channel. So please like and, and subscribe and all that good stuff. Okay. All right, let me kick it off here with uh, BMD uh, Matias, who wrote, uh, when are items going to become more valuable than money? Uh, right now, because money just sits around and does nothing, while an item like my pedal bike uh, helps me go faster. And as prices keep rising uh, in the future, for example, when a person comes to me and tries to buy my pedal bike for $70,000 US, that'd be nice, I will turn them down as my pedal bike is worth more. Um, then it will go back to the 1800s uh, where they traded beaver pelts uh, to, uh, uh, for paint and, and skip money. Yeah, yeah. so what's happening right now is kind of the inverse of that. Um, so what we saw over the past couple of years uh, when interest rates were basically zero during, during COVID or the, the, the peak of the COVID crisis, uh, what happened when, when rates were zero uh, was all other asset classes went up in value because nobody wanted to own, own dollars, okay? Uh, but the inverse of that is starting to happen now uh, because uh, the United States government, for example, is raising rates aggressively to combat inflation. It's a big problem. And it's all because of Russia, of course. It's terrible what's happening. So right now, uh, what you're seeing is currencies are going up in value. And as I explained a, a couple of minutes ago, uh, the U.S. dollar is very strong versus the euro and other currencies now because the United States government is raising interest rates faster than others are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, I've got uh, Peter or Petra uh, uh, from Romania. Uh, and you wrote here, hey, Chris, uh, any advice uh, when dealing with a breakup? Thanks a lot. Oof. Yeah. And I, I remember you're, I think you're 20 years old. Yeah. You joined us last year and you're 19. You're 20 now. Yeah. Oh boy, man. That, that's tough. So um, I remember I went through my first big breakup when I was about your age, maybe a couple of years older. Um, and my girlfriend at the time, she told me that, um, I just wasn't listening to her or something like that. I can't remember what she said. Awful joke. I'm sorry. Uh, but when you go through your first breakup, it's really painful. Uh, but after that, it gets a lot easier. You get numb to the pain. And the way I went through it, uh, was, uh, I tried to distract myself, like play video games. Uh, I know you're a big soccer fan, play FIFA on your PlayStation or whatever it is. Uh, just get your mind off of it completely. Yeah, completely. Uh, and then count the days where you didn't think of her. Uh, and so for me, I remember it was a couple days without thinking of her. It's like, okay, great. Uh, and then it went a couple of months, a couple of years and decades now, um, that, that sort of thing. So just, just stay busy. Uh, that, that's the best way. Always, 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 yeah. Beautiful day here. Uh, we have a bit of a heat wave here in, in the Bay Area, uh, California. Uh, and I know that there's uh, there, there's been heat waves overseas as well. It's just brutal, man. Like it's happening in Europe. It's happening uh, in, in Texas with a bunch of my students. And it's happening here as, as well. Uh, and I got to make sure that I don't let my cat go outdoors today because it's going to be really, really hot. Yeah, I love my cat. And my cat loves me because my, my, my wife uh, is away with, with the kids uh, on vacation. 
um, I couldn't go for a number of reasons. Uh, as, as you know, I wasn't feeling that great and it's tough. Uh, but my cat loves me because uh, there's no one else to give her attention. Okay. All right. Um, uh, so hopefully, uh, uh, Peter, that's helpful. And, and let's get some engagement uh, from other people as well. If people have uh, advice for Peter uh, in terms of how to deal with a breakup, uh, then please type it here in the chat. That, that'll help with engagement as well. All right. And as I learned stuff uh, from um, uh, uh, from from Daryl Eves, uh, who wrote that book with Mr. Beast on, on YouTube, as I learned how to, how to scale my channel, um, I'll, I'll teach you based on my many mistakes, as always. Let me make mistakes for you so you can learn from my mistakes. OK, and I'll keep you guys updated over the next couple of weeks on, on what materializes there uh, as well. It's a big investment for us. All right. Next up, I've got Thomas. How are you? Thomas is, is from Sweden. Uh, he's one of my uh, Platinum MBA students in the class that just started here in June. Uh, that's on Wednesdays. And the Friday class is going to start September 30th, every single Friday, starting September 30th for a year. OK, uh, and that's going to be 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. my time. Go to my website to get more details or ask me about it if you're curious. So Thomas wrote, uh, hi, Chris and everyone. Uh, great to see you again. Great to see you as well, brother. You inspire me. You wrote here, how many hours does it typically take a newbie to conduct fundamental analysis on a cryptocurrency using your methodology and templates taught uh, in, in our MBA program? Yeah. So initially, and in, in the template you're talking about is, is commensurate or similar to an IPO document. So the thing about uh, IPOs, uh, which is great, is that if you want to list on the major markets in the United States and globally, what happens is investment bankers and lawyers, uh, they write this prospectus. It's like 200 pages long. It tells you everything you need to know about the company. The problem with cryptocurrencies is because they're unregulated, there's nothing like this for you. And so I help you to write this sort of thing as well uh, in my MBA program. Now, typically, uh, once you get good at it, you can do it in a day. But initially, it'll probably take you about a week or so. And after a while of investing, you realize what's important and what's not. You'll separate the news from the noise and be able to drill down on one or two issues. When it comes to cryptocurrencies, the most important thing you can look at, I think, is supply. Right. And so with Bitcoin, uh, the uh, the supply will never be more than 21 million Bitcoins by the year 2140. OK, um, always look at supply. And last week I talked about the Honus Wagner card. Uh, this is a fake, but there's only 60 of these in the world. And one was sold last year for about seven million bucks. You always want to look at supply. OK, with most asset classes as well. My grandfather, God bless him, I miss you, used to say, Chrissy, buy land. They're not making it anymore. All right. Um, uh, next up, uh, Finn, who's also my MBA program, wrote, good morning, Chris. Good morning to you, too. I uh, hope all is well. Uh, what do you think about the markets tumbling today? Is it time to buy or hold tight? Yeah. So there's not maximum fear out there yet. Uh, and the way to know when there's maximum fear, and this doesn't always work, is when the VIX spikes to above 70 or 80, which happens maybe once a decade. And you can always go to my YouTube channel and search for the word VIX or go to HarunMBA.com and search for VIX at the top to watch a, a video on that. Now, you can't time markets at all. And when I used to work in the hedge fund industry, I worked for this brilliant man uh, at Pequot Capital named Art Samberg. God bless me, passed away recently. But I remember in 06 and 07, I was pitching to him, my team and I, 
uh, a bunch of shorts in the home builders um, uh, sector. Uh, Lennar, ticker LEN, and KBH, ticker KBH for KBH Homes. And our thesis at the time wanting to go short in 06 and 07 was because of the housing market being overvalued. And he stopped us, I remember when we were pitching this idea, and he said, son, let me stop you there. He said it very nicely. He said, I've been around long enough to know never to stand uh, in the way of, of insanity. You know, markets peak, markets trough. You can't time this sort of thing. You just can't. So nobody can time the bottom of the market or the peak of the market. And that's why you got to be like Warren Buffett and think long term. Now, when Warren Buffett invests in a stock, he tells himself after he buys a stock, I don't care if the stock market's closed for 10 years. He's that long term focused. The longer the view, the wiser the intention. And we have to be the same way. So what does that mean for stocks today with the market template? Well, I think you can roll up your sleeves and start accumulating stocks that you love after you've done a lot of fundamental and valuation and technical-based research, which I teach you in a lot of detail in my MBA program. You can't time it. You can dollar cost average if you want. Now, I never recommend having more than 5% of your liquid cash uh, net worth in any one particular stock. So you can start accumulating now. Maybe throw on 50 basis points. That's a 0.5% position. And as the RSI indicates that the stock is massively oversold, meaning an RSI of 20 or so, you can keep buying more and more and more until it's a full position. Yeah, you can't time these things, I, I promise you. Uh, otherwise, you'll be what, what's called fooled by randomness, uh, which is a great book you guys should read uh, by, by Taleb. Yeah. All right, uh, next up, Kevin, who's in my, my MBA program, uh, wrote, good morning from Lakeland, Florida. Hope you're doing well. I hope you're bearing the heat down there. It's, it's brutal, eh? Yeah, good to see you. Moving on to the Berlin. Oh my goodness, it's it's been a while. How are you? The, the Berlin is in my, my, my January MBA class. Uh, you wrote, good morning. Hope uh, everyone is doing fantastic. It's been a minute, uh, but I'm here. So let's get it. Let's go. I love that. My son Matthew says that all the time too. Let's go. Uh, and then you wrote, uh, Chris, if they keep raising rates, uh, but inflation comes in hotter than before, then what happens? Yeah. So what happens is they'll just, I mean, they'll keep raising rates uh, until the economy slows down materially. They, they have to do it because if they don't raise rates materially, then you don't have an economy. And what happened was there's a couple of extreme examples of this. Um, in the fall of 1998 uh, in Zimbabwe, the daily inflation rate was 98%. And with Venezuela, with their currency called the Fuerte, uh, which they had to cancel completely, the daily inflation rate a couple of years ago was literally a million percent. So if you don't raise rates, you don't have an economy. So if inflation gets worse, they'll keep raising rates. But I don't think it's going to get materially worse because we're seeing right now signs uh, that the U.S. economy is slowing quite a bit. I think we're probably in the midst of a recession now. Uh, and so I think what's going to happen is as the Federal Reserve continues to raise rates, the economy will slow. And if we compare and contrast uh, today uh, to the early uh, 1980s, uh, when interest rates uh, and inflation were about 20%, things were much, much worse back then. Because back then, uh, you had an awful uh, 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 unemployment statistic of around, of around 10% in the US. Right now, unemployment in the US is around 4%. Those things are not as bad right now as they were back then. Are things going to get better very quickly? No, because what's happening with Cold War Part Two 
uh, with what Russia is doing with Ukraine, and I think they're going to continue to try to reassemble the USSR, is you're getting massive inflation uh, overseas as well. And of course, we're seeing this in Europe with, with natty gas and oil. Uh, and, and what breaks my heart is about a million people have passed away now because of, of food shortages. You know, the Ukraine basically exports a, a ton of wheat uh, to, uh, to North Africa. And in places like Somalia and Ethiopia, uh, there's been mass food shortages and it's, it's, it's awful. It's awful. And my kids asked me, they said, Dad, um, you know, when is this war going to be over? And I said, well, it's not anytime soon. You know, the Cold War lasted several decades. The, the first Cold War started in like the 50s and ended when the Berlin Wall fell with Perestroika and Glasnost uh, in about 1990. And so we just started the second Cold War in February of this year. If you're watching a replay, it's 2022. And I don't think that, um, I think this is going to be a multi-decade thing. Yeah. Yeah, but my heart bleeds for, for, for those in the Ukraine and anywhere that's, that's suffering from hunger. It's awful. I think it's going to get worse. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, next up, uh, Nintendo uh, wrote, hi, how are you? Good to see you. Um, uh, Andre, good morning to you too, brother. Great to see you. All right. Uh, and give me one second here, guys. Hold on a second here. Okay. Um, ne next up, uh, Abby wrote, uh, sir, uh, call me Chris, please. Um, uh, can I get some free sources? Uh, I've just joined the MBA uh, in banking and uh, finance. Um, yeah, let, let, free sources. Okay, so I, I think what you're referring to is free resources online to get uh, information to help you invest better. Yeah. So the best source online I can recommend is the international version of the Wall Street Journal, which is called the Financial Times. And you can always go to ft.com and read all that stuff for free. Okay, and, and, and let me show you exactly how, how that works. Okay, so let me go over here. And this doesn't work with all websites, but it does with a lot of them. So what you do is this, you go to ft.com, okay? And then once you're here, um, whenever there, there's an article about how the economy works, et cetera, uh, if you wanna read it, you don't have to pay for it. So let me give you an example here in real time. This is fun doing this. Okay, so right here, US market insight, US inflation surges, signals tough times ahead. Right? It's written by Mohamed Oran, who used to work at PIMCO, right? So right here, it says, if you want to read this, you got to pay a buck, but you don't. And here's why. You copy this, you open this in a new private window, and you paste it, you click here, and now you can read it for free. There you go. Why does that work? And I really respect Mohamed as well. He used to work with Bill Gross at PIMCO, which is like the big bond trading company. Uh, why does this work? Well, it works because if it did not work uh, this way, uh, then the FT from an SEO or search engine optimization perspective would not uh, uh, rank well in Google, okay, search rankings. It doesn't work with all, um, uh, all newspapers though, but it does for now with the FT. So that's probably the best free resource that I recommend using uh, right now uh, when it comes to getting uh, financial information online. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, another great one is Seeking Alpha, uh, probably my, my favorite online publication, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, uh, next up, uh, the Berlin wrote, uh, Chris, uh, if the Fed is trying to slow down demand by raising rates, uh, but if layoffs are coming, doesn't that stop or cut production? 
so doesn't that make products or services more expensive if demand is still there? Question mark. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's the intention uh, of, of the government raising interest rates. They want to cool the economy, right? And, and keep in mind that uh, although the, the, the jobless numbers will go up, I promise you inflation is going to spike to well above 4%. As that happens, uh, what happens is uh, there's, there's less demand for products out there. And I know inventory is starting to pile up now, which is a bit of an issue. So if inventory piles up, what happens is companies will sell stuff uh, at, at deep, deep discounts, which is deflationary. Uh, and so when the government tightens monetary policy, meaning when they raise interest rates, what happens longer term is it cools demand materially to the extent that inflation goes down, which means interest rates don't have to go up anymore. And the way to monitor what the market is thinking about uh, interest rates is you can go to treasury.gov and check out the yield curve. Go to my website, harunmba.com. At the top, search for yield curve. I did a ton of videos on that too. Thanks. Okay. Moving on to Ali. Ali, how are you, man? Uh, Ali wrote, uh, hi, Chris. Uh, glad you've beaten COVID-19 uh, with, within uh, six months um, in 2020, 21. COVID took away my dear dad. I remember that. Uh, and, and my aunt. Um, and I'm so sorry, man, about that. God bless you and your family. My, my thoughts and prayers are always with you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think you had a baby at the same time named uh, uh, Ahmed, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and then you wrote, I miss him so much. Uh, and then you wrote, anyway, I'm glad uh, you're okay. I miss this vibrant Chris. Thank you. Thank you. And God bless you. I love you. I love you. And I miss you. I miss you. It, I, I got over COVID. Uh, it, it took me a while. Uh, and shame on me. Because what I did was uh, I didn't get the booster. Okay. And, and I got the first Pfizer shot and the second one. Uh, but after the second one, I got sick. And so I told myself I'd, I'd rather risk it. And, and in hindsight, I, I wish I would gotten the booster. And I'll get the booster going forward. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm dealing with a couple other uh, health issues. I'm great, everybody. Don't don't worry about me, please. Um, the biggest one right now is is sleep. Yeah, I've been up since 1.30 uh, this morning. Um, and I'll talk about my weaknesses, too. I want everyone to learn from my mistakes. So I, I started taking Benadryl uh, just to fall asleep. It's got this drug in it called diphenamine or something. Um, and I took just a little bit, and then I started taking more and more. And now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get off of it completely. Uh, I'm not taking massive amounts where it's, it's dangerous, but um, I'm having trouble sleeping. Uh, and so what I'm doing is on September uh, 1st, okay, that's a Thursday in the afternoon, uh, I'm going to Stanford University and they're doing a massive sleep study on me so I can improve my sleep. Yeah. So I'm try trying to get, get through that. I'm always a work in progress. Yeah. All right, next up, the Berlin wrote, uh, Chris, I finally received my Apple laptop. Oh, cool. Uh, you got the, 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 the M1 or maybe it's the M2, yeah. Uh, after a few months, I'm getting Excel and other programs installed hopefully this week. Uh, any updates on the programming and, and real estate classes? Yeah, and those are things I'm going to be adding to the MBA program. I'll give you an update on, on the programming stuff. Uh, so I'll be adding this to the MBA program. Um, so the way I'm going to be teaching uh, programming is I'm going to be teaching... Um, uh, with Excel initially, and then we'll move on to Python as well. Okay, and I'll come later on this year. And the way I'm going to be teaching it is um, programming is so boring to learn, so I'm trying to make it fun. So when you program in Excel, uh, you have what are called subs, okay, uh, and then end subs. And uh, what happens is you put all these subs and functions, function, in modules, okay, 
And then you put uh, the um, the modules all go in projects as well. I should probably use this, this camera angle here. So I'll explain really quickly um, how to program. Here we go. I'm going to do this uh, in a nutshell real quick. Okay. So in business, we like to think like other people do. Okay. Before we go into a meeting, we look at their Twitter profile to see who they follow, their LinkedIn profile, etc. So we always think like the other person in business. We have to do the same thing when it comes to programming too. So what happens is, and when you meet me in person, I'm a, I'm a very tiny human being. I'm a small guy. Okay. So, dude, I went like 36 minutes without any dad humor. That's a record for me. So the way you program is you think like a computer. And this is how I'm going to teach it. Okay. So you start with an object. Okay. A pencil. And then you do object dot smaller object. Okay. Um, uh, or yeah, object dot smaller object. Okay. Like for example, uh, an eraser. Then you do object dot smaller object dot property and give it a value. So for example, pencil dot eraser dot color equals green instead of pink. That's the way I'm going to be teaching it. It's all going to be object oriented with real objects. Projects go in modules. Modules go in projects. And then you have subs within that. So anyway, it's a work in progress. It's going to be uh, uh, visual, graphical, like, like usual with me, a lot, a lot of props. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So that will come later on this year. The real estate stuff is going to be added to the MBA degree program next year. Now, anybody that bought the MBA last year, this year, or any time uh, and in the future gets all, fut all stuff added for free. Okay, You don't have to pay an additional fee ever. Uh, now, the real estate stuff, uh, I postponed it because... I wanted to fly to Canada to show you a couple of buildings I bought in London, Ontario and how it works. I had to postpone that, but I'll get that done as well. Real estate will probably push till next year though, to be honest. Okay, for a change. All right. Next up we have Pearl, how are you? Pearl's in my, my silver program, uh, great to see you. And for those in my, my silver MBA program, I start, uh, I'll get back to doing the, the, the 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. weekly Thursday Zooms with y'all uh, starting next week. Yeah, for health reasons I had to pull back a bit, but I'm fine now. Thank you. Uh, Pearl, great to see you. All right, moving on to the Berlin who wrote, uh, I'm glad to hear your voice is back and you're doing well. Uh, it's been a minute since uh, I've been in one of your live classes. I'm ready for the 18th. Awesome. And so that Monday, the 18th uh, of, of July, uh, I'll resume uh, the January session classes. Yeah. And thank you everyone for your patience with me. Yeah. And we are not behind schedule. We're, we're on track now. Okay, moving on, Manas. Manas, how are you? And thank you for all the LinkedIn mentions this week, man. I, I appreciate that. God bless you. Uh, you wrote, good morning, my, my dear mentor, Chris, please. Hope all is well. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm great. Uh, and then you wrote here, um, uh, uh, my mentor, a lot to ask you today, so please get ready. I, I'm ready, please. Thank you. And by the way, thank you, uh, N Nintendo, for, for buying, um, uh, for supporting my YouTube channel by, by subscribing for the 99 cents per month uh, where you get uh, five free courses. Uh, and for anybody interested, just go to my YouTube channel to the, the join button and, and check it out. Thank you for that support. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, moving on to Ali. Uh, Ali wrote, uh, sorry for my negative energy earlier about how COVID took my my loved ones. No, no brother, please. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. And, and I remember when it happened. I remember praying for you, and I, I always will pray for you too, man. And it's so good to have you back. I love you, and I miss you. Okay. Uh, you wrote here, on a lighter note, I have a dad joke. 
uh, that you may find uh, funny. Yeah, bring it on, please. All right, let me scroll down. You wrote here, what did the plate say to the other plate? Dinner is on me. Oh, it's good. I like that. That was good. Excellent. And I hope you like all my my plate humor here as, as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Manas has a question, which is, uh, Russia stopped the Nord Stream oil supply, uh, and now Germany, France, Spain are facing a ton of problems. What if they never get supply ever from Russia? Uh, what will that mean? It will just mean prices will go through the roof. They'll find other ways to get their natty gas and oil, though. The United States government has, has increased the strategic reserve releases to hopefully assuage any sort of concern people have on, on spiking oil prices. But there's only so much you can do. You know, I filled up my car two weeks ago here in the Bay Area. I have a mid-sized car. It cost me $115. It's brutal, brutal. Um, the positive about this, if I can say there's a positive, is that, you know, decades from now, we'll look back and say, um, this forced all of us to get off oil. And I think within a few decades, it's going to be against the law in many countries to purchase cars that are not battery operated. That's a very positive thing, obviously, for Tesla. Okay. Uh, and Nintendo uh, wrote, uh, hi, Chris. Uh, I'd like to know uh, what was the moment you realized that you wanted to teach? Yeah. It, it was probably, I, so I worked in venture capital uh, for years here in the Bay Area. And during the evenings, uh, I would teach and I felt alive during the evenings when I was supposed to be tired, but I wasn't. Uh, but for me, probably the big thing was when I started doing a charity work uh, teaching in East Palo Alto, where the high school graduation rate's only 40%. And, and a lot of these poor kids have deadbeat fathers, not deadbeat mothers. But that was it for me. And, and I'll show you what these, these kids look like when I taught. And this, this changed my life, what I'm about to show you here. So I'm going to go to my, my, my website here. Uh, and then up in the corner, uh, I'm going to go to a, a boot here. That's how we say it in Canada. Um, and then let's go to charity. Should be here. Where's that, man? Help. All right. Ignore that propaganda pop-up. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Charity's right here. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, what I did was I, I, I started teaching uh, at, at the Limo Foundation. Um, and so... Um, Here's a, a picture right here of, of, of one of the students. Um, and what I did was, was this was actually on, on a Saturday uh, in, in um, God, I think it was back in um, Saturday, back in, in, in January of 2016. Uh, and, and, and they inspired me so much, these kids, that what I did uh, was I, 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 I threw up, um, let me get a picture here, yeah. Uh, what I did was I, I actually threw up a camera at home the day after I created this for them. And this here was called, um, it was called an entire MBA in one day for these kids. Of course, I did it for free. Um, they inspire me so much. And the next day on a Sunday in January of 2016, I put up a camera at home and I recorded myself uh, for eight or nine hours straight just talking. And I called that an entire MBA in one course. And I put that online and it wasn't just to make money. I wanted to help. Um, and then that was kind of a life-changing thing for me. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, everything you guys are learning in my MBA programs because of the, these students here uh, and these degrees I, I made from that, that day changed my life, man. Yeah. And, and it wasn't about the money because I, I, I think if you, if, if you chase money, you, you lose your dreams and your money. But if you chase your dreams and you don't give a damn about what people think of you, then something wonderful happens. Your dreams come true. 
and the money falls accidentally. It always does. It always does. Yeah. Yeah. But I wish I started teaching uh, back um, when I was in my 20s. But I, I truly am happy now doing this. And, and I was insecure too, man. You know, like I kind of, I don't know. I, I you know, it, like for, for all my students that want to be investment bankers, before you figure out how to do it, and I can help you get there, but before you hear, figure out how to do it, always ask yourself why. Why do you want it? And if it's just to accumulate, you know, wealth, um, you're never going to be happy. Yeah, because I, I remember when I worked on Wall Street at Goldman Sachs, every bonus season, everybody was depressed, myself included. It was awful, man, because we were comparing ourselves to those that made more. The only time you should look in your neighbor's bowl is to see if they have at least as much as you do. So please figure out why you want to do something before figuring out how. You know, and I'm very proud of, I have a student in my, my MBA program um, who, who just got a, a job at Goldman Sachs. Goldman just relocated him and his family from the Bay Area here to New York City to start an investment banking. And in his start class, uh, he's got Harvard MBAs and everything as well. Uh, I'm proud of him. Uh, and I think he's doing it for the right reasons as well. Yeah. All right. All right. So... Um, Next up, uh, uh, the Berlin wrote, uh, so Chris, you're saying that Coinbase might not be a safe place uh, uh, because of bankruptcies. <sighs> it's tough. So if, if you want, what you can do is go to my website and do a search on Coinbase. I, I did a long vlog uh, on, um, on their convert and they raised over a billion dollars, you know, just a couple months after their IPO, which was brilliant in hindsight. But I don't want you to keep money anywhere cryptos anywhere online okay i want you to keep it in a cold storage wallet because we just don't know what's going to happen with a lot of these exchanges even the ones that are well capitalized like, like coinbase and i say with love my heart because i care yeah okay and these are unregulated markets too so so anything can happen eh? okay all right kuna says hey chris everyone good good to see you good to see you uh, moving on to uh, Maria, uh, who's in my MBA program. G good to see you. Uh, you wrote, um, I, I hope you're having a great day. Uh, I'm having an awesome day. Thank you. Although I went to bed at like 930. I couldn't sleep, got up at 130. But I'm excited to be here, man. Excited to be here. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you wrote, I want to ask, what is your opinion on submitting uh, ID in an online exchange uh, with without water pads? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I'm so sorry. If you want, you can provide the the, the company name, and I'll do real time research with you here. Thanks. And if anybody can answer that question, please help Maria out. And thank you as always. All right, moving on to the Berlin who wrote, Chris, do you believe that pretty soon it's going to be time to harvest for the person that is prepared? I'm hoping real estate comes down, uh, which I do see price reductions. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I really do think the real estate market is going to get hit hard, um, especially as interest rates rise. If you think about it, you know, we, we all get mortgages based on a 30-year treasury. Um, and if rates keep going up, obviously, it's going to be harder for us to buy houses. Uh, and so I'm short real estate now, meaning I'm not buying real estate at this point. I stopped buying real estate last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on, Nintendo wrote, in Poland, the weather is absolutely crazy. Yeah, dude, it's hot everywhere, man. It is just the perfect storm for this poor planet of ours this year. Yeah, yeah. 
And I have friends that wanted to go to, uh, to Europe for the United States. They're not going because of heat waves now. Although it would be a good time for them to go because the dollar is strong. Okay. Um, and God, droughts and everything. We, this is, we don't need this this year, any year. Yeah. Okay. Manas wrote, uh, the Indian rupee is going down and down. It's at 79.68 now in terms of $1. Uh, what if it goes down to 100 versus $1? How will it affect the, the Indian market in general? Yeah, so what, what happens usually is as the dollar gets stronger versus other currencies, um, it, it, it can help uh, Indian companies that are selling to United States companies. Because uh, basically what, what that means is uh, the dollar goes up, they make revenue in dollars, and then when they repatriate that profit and bring it back to India to convert into rupees from dollars, it's more. Now, whenever you're looking at international companies that have a lot of exposure to different economies in terms of currencies, don't just assume that they're going to make more or lose more because of that. You want to look at the annual report of these companies to make sure they have hedging policies in place. If they have hedging policies in place, then it doesn't matter how much the dollar moves versus their currencies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, next up, uh, KH wrote, uh, hi, Chris, hope all is well, likewise. Uh, what cities do you think uh, would be greater choices for expats? And if you have any tips uh, for one expat to move uh, to work in the U.S., uh, it seems hard. How would you do that? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, num number one, um, so Hong Kong used to be the obvious place uh, for international companies to, to open up uh, offices to get access to Southeast Asia, et cetera. Not anymore because uh, the Chinese government is moving more and more left-wing, more and more communist. It's unfortunate. And so I think it, it, it's all relative now. I think Singapore is probably one of the best places you can invest in right now. Uh, I think that's one of the best places on the planet now for expats. I really do. Uh, in terms of your other question uh, about, um, about moving uh, to the United States. So if, if anybody wants to work uh, in another country, um, the, the best way to do it is as follows. And I'll give you an example, okay? Let's say that you wanna work, I don't know, at, at Microsoft uh, in Redmond on the West Coast of the United States. And let's say you're, you're in India, for example. Um, you could start working at Microsoft uh, in India or any country. And as you progress throughout the organization, what happens is you get to a certain point where they're gonna relocate you to the mothership, right? To move up. Uh, and so you get relocated from say, I don't know, India or whatever country it is to the United States. And these big U.S. companies and big companies in every country, they've got a war chest of capital and an army of lawyers to help you get a visa if, if you work hard and all that stuff. Yeah. And in order to do that, in order to transfer to a, a different country within your company, what you have to do is you have to a lot of, have a lot of mentors as well inside the company. Okay, look for Yoda's. Okay, Eileen, how are you? Eileen, thank you so much for um, uh, that, that beautiful email you sent my entire family. I, I appreciate that. So Eileen, uh, is, uh, she graduated from my first MBA program that started in 2019. Um, she lives in Atlanta, and this is a beautiful story. Okay, so Eileen's last name, first of all, is Deo Gracias, uh, which is Spanish for thank God. What a wonderful last name. Now, Eileen grew up in the Philippines. And uh, one of her good friends growing up uh, is named Peter. And Father Peter is now the priest at my church here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And during COVID, I didn't go to church for about two years, which is not normal for me. 
Uh, and so she got me back to the church and I'm, I'm reading the first reading and second reading once a month now uh, because of Father Peter, who's at our church here. So thank you, Eileen. It's great to see you. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. Uh, and I hope to meet your, your husband, Norberg, one day because I know he's hysterical with, with some of the videos you share with me. Uh, and so Eileen wrote, uh, just checking in and watching, Chris, uh, thanks for the email. Uh, that was so spot on uh, for me. I, I love, I, I got to show you guys the email now because some of you are probably curious. Yeah, I sense my, my whole family. All right, so here I go. All right, so I'm going to go over here to, to Gmail. Okay, and I'm going to, oops, that's right, I'm, I'm in private mode. Let's go back over here, go back to Gmail, and I'll show you the email here. Okay. All right, so I will search for Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Remember that song? Yeah. So so here it is here. Yeah. So there, there was an email, um, and, and Eileen told me about this uh, email service, um, and, and I sent this to my whole family. I said, God always has a plan, uh, and it was this. Uh, when, when trials of many kinds come your way, receive those things as gifts from me. Believe that I know what I am doing and my way is perfect. Uh, and the bottom line message there is beautiful. And this this is, it doesn't have to be a Christian thing. There's only one God, right? We all believe in the same God. Um, but sometimes in life, especially when it comes to career stuff, you, you'll feel like you're, I don't know, you're, it's a crisis and you know, you'll, you'll be all stressed out and stuff. And don't worry because God has a plan. And for, for those of you that are going through tough times at work, and my heart bleeds for you, it does. But with crisis comes opportunity. And don't worry because you're going to look back years from now and tell yourself that, hey, man, I'm glad this happened. Okay. And, and I want to show you a, a prop here uh, that um, I showed Eileen actually at my graduation in person here in San Francisco last year. Okay. So I want you to stop worrying. Okay. Um, and Dale Carnegie wrote, our fatigue is often caused... Uh, not by work, but by worry. It's so true. It's not work that kills us. It's worry. Because things are never as bad as, as we think they are. But why worry ourselves into obliteration? George Bernard Shaw said, people become attached to their burdens sometimes more than the burdens are attached to them. And Sir Winston Churchill once said, I met, a, I met a man on his deathbed who talked about all the worries he had in his life, none of which came true. The problem is worrying. It's not work. It's worrying about work, and things are never as bad as we think they are because God always has a plan. Great to see you, Eileen. Okay, next up I've got... Um, oh, hold on one second. That's, that's my, my, my son, I think. I'll keep it real here. He probably wants the car keys. He, he came back early from the trip. Um, oh, come on in, say hi. Oh. Say hi. All right, this is my, my, my son, Andrew. They all, they all know. Yeah, get, What's get, up, guys? Yeah, so, so get over here and say hi to everybody here. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it real here. So this here is, is Andrew. Mm -hmm. Step up from the podium here. Get, get up here. All right, uh, so uh, Andrew, uh, he's starting. Uh, he's a big guy now. Eh? He's put on a lot of weight. Okay, you look, look at this camera here if you want oh. to. Um, so, um, introduce yourself. Say hi to everybody. Hello, my name is Andrew Haroon. 
I'm dad's favorite son here. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Andrew's like a son to me. Yeah. You know, I, I love this guy. He's a big guy too, man. He's putting a lot of weight here. I love you. Love you too. Yeah. What's going on? I was going to ask you something about your car. I'll just ask you later. Do you want the keys? Oh, no, no. I don't need the okay. keys. You sure? Yeah. Okay. This way. All right, cool. You want right. to tint the windows or somewhere? Yeah. That's what you want to do? Well, yeah, I'm going to maybe do it today if you want to do it in a chrome delete too. Okay, do, do the window tinting thing. The chrome delete is going to look really good too. No, 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 no. No, but mom says that she might not want it to be as dark as mine because then what if you can't see? But like, the cops, I, yeah. Well, no, I don't need yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. If the police are watching, we're, we're not going to tint our windows more intensely. Yeah, no, 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 we're not. Yeah. Of course. All right, All right well, I'll leave you to it. Sorry. All right, All right. love you, man. All right, love you too. Love you. All right. See you later. All right, see you, bud. Thanks. That was my son. Yeah, I'm very proud of him. He's starting. Um, he's starting Berkeley actually. Um, I'll change my hat to, to Berkeley here. The reason I'm wearing a hat today is because you ready for this? It's a disaster. Look at that man. I wish I was a little bit taller. Wish I was a baller. Yeah. <laughs> but he's start. He's starting Berkeley actually uh, in, in, in a month or so. I'm very, very proud of him. He takes after his mom. He's he's smart. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real. All right. Uh, uh, ne next up, uh, Adrian, with respect to cold wallets, he's recommending the Ledger Nano, the Trezor. Yeah, I use those too. And then the uh, uh, Lipple, uh, the Disc, uh, and a couple others I haven't used before. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Steve wrote, uh, wow, hi, Chris. Nice job. Uh, you're very cute today. Uh, keep it up. Thank you. My, my, my son is cuter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to uh, Alexis, who wrote, uh, uh, Chris, uh, wrote, uh, uh, Chris, thank you for everything. Uh, Chris, we see a lot uh, of ad, uh, ads about trading and technical analysis. Can you please say out loud uh, that we cannot make consistent returns with technical analysis and trading? You can't make consistent returns by trading. I promise you. Because the reason that stocks go up and down within each month, and each month has 20 trading days, meaning 20 weekdays. The, we, the reason stocks go up and down is because of stuff out of our control. Saber rattling between, I don't know, uh, Beijing and, 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 and Riyadh or, or, or DC and, and Riyadh or DC and Moscow. You can't forecast that stuff. You get fooled by randomness. It's really, really hard. And if it was such a, if it was easy to make money in trading, then we know the names of a lot of successful traders. They don't exist. The long-term investors like Warren Buffett, we know their names. The longer the view, the wiser the intention. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, uh, uh, Vangelis, who's one of my, my favorite, actually, uh, composers. Yeah. He, I think he's Greek. Yeah, he did Chariots of Fire. And he can't read music, actually. It's pretty cool. Just like Paul McCartney, he can't. But Vangelis wrote here, uh, hey, Chris, uh, hope you're doing well. I, I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Okay. I'm so happy my son got in. Yeah, I got to come say hi. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to uh, Manas, who wrote, uh, Russia is supporting people who are minting cryptos and Bitcoin. Uh, the government wants people to work uh, with it more than ever because that helps them keep the ruble higher than ever. Yeah. Well, what's keeping the ruble higher is higher interest rates, right? So, you know, the, 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 uh, in Russia, they raise interest rates to well above 20% back in March. Yeah. And so basically when companies, when countries raise interest rates a lot, 
it helps their currencies as well. But I don't think that that Putin really believes uh, in uh, in the ruble longer term. I think the currency that he's really banking on is is oil and natty gas. Uh, and, and, you know, Putin, when when he did his undergraduate degree in geology, his thesis was was this you know, back in the 70s. You know, if if what would happen if the USSR at the time controlled you know, the bulk of the world's commodities? Right. So his currency of choice is commodities. And what's problematic about what's happening with respect to, to the invasion, uh, the illegal invasion of Ukraine um, is that, you know, the price of oil has gone up through the roof, which is funding the war. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, it really upsets me that a lot of countries are still buying oil from from uh, uh, from Russia. Yeah. OK, uh, next up, um, I have got here and thank you, everybody, for helping Peter out as well with all of your comments about uh, dealing with breakup. Yeah, it's not easy. Breaking up is hard to do, they say. That was an old song. Okay, next up, Manas wrote, um, how do cryptos go public? Uh, new coins like Solana and Cardano, uh, how do they get listed on exchanges? Yeah, so, so basically the, 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 the most important platform when it comes to cryptocurrencies, and you always wanna own the road or platform, those are the best investments. The most important platform is, is Ethereum, okay? And so uh, most cryptocurrencies, when they do IPOs or ICOs, initial coin offerings, uh, they do it on the Ethereum platform. Okay, just like how a lot of NFTs are minted or created on the Ethereum platform uh, as well. Okay, um, and Minasro here, how is Ruby, my cat, doing? Her, her nails uh, may hurt sometimes. I, I hope she, she's big now. No, she, she's pretty big. She's, she's great. She's great. When Andrew came back from vacation, first thing he did, he, he like, hi, dad, whatever. He's like, where's Ruby? Yeah, where's the cat? Bavik, how are you? Oh my God, it's, it's been a while, brother. Great to see you. And so Bavik graduated from my MBA program a while back and he was here for actually for graduation last December in the Bay Area. And he gave the most empowering impromptu speech in front of everybody who winged it. It was beautiful. It's awesome. Uh, Bavik lives in my hometown of Mississauga in Canada, but he spends a lot of time with his father in India. Uh, he works uh, for uh, a networking uh, communications company. Great to see you, man. It's been a while. Uh, and, and next up, I got uh, Manas. And give me one second. Every now and then it jumps on me, guys. Stay with me here. Okay, so I'll search for Bavik. B-H-A-V. Ha! Ah. Okay, I found it. Here we go. Sorry, guys. Give me, give me one second. Control-F. Thacker, T-H-A-K-K-E-R. There we go. I found you. Okay, good. All right. Manas wrote, um, will this recession get into a depression? And if it does, what happens then? Yeah, depression is, I guess, three or four consecutive quarters of negative year-over-year -year GDP growth. I don't think it will get that bad. I, I, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. You know, if, if it gets really bad, a deep recession, I think what will happen is that governments will cut interest rates. Because if we go into a depression or close to it, what that will mean is demand will go way down for all products, meaning deflationary. At that point, the government will cut rates. Um, and the reason why you want governments to, to raise rates, the reason you want governments to raise rates when times are good and they should, is so that when times are bad, they can jumpstart the economy. 
right? By basically cutting rates, which floods them. This is fake money, floods the market with with more money. And when the supply of money increases, interest rates go down. Yeah. And so it's smart that they're raising rates now. And in hindsight, which is 2020, government should have been raising interest rates more so in 2014 and 2016. Uh, but I think that certain Federal Reserve people were bullied by certain politicians then. I'm going to shut up about politics now. Okay. All right. Um, Okay, and, and then uh, next up, uh, Elon Musk left the Twitter deal midway. Twitter will sue him. Uh, why is that and what happens uh, if that goes its way? Yeah, so there's a lot of speculation with what's happening with, with Elon. You know, on the one hand, Elon is, is saying that, um, you know, Twitter didn't disclose enough stuff to, to him when he was doing research on buying the company, like how many bots there are out there or fake accounts. On the other hand, um, Twitter executives and many people in the press are speculating that because the value of Tesla has gone down materially, that Elon can't finance the rest of the deal. And I don't know if that's true because Morgan Stanley was already ready to finance the whole thing and give him favorable credit terms. Yeah. Yeah. But as I mentioned earlier today, at the beginning of today's segment, when I talked about Elon, uh, controversy has helped his company tremendously from a, a free advertising perspective. Next question is from Finn who wrote, Hi Chris, uh, I'd like to request a recommendation from my boss on LinkedIn, but I don't want him to think I'm looking elsewhere for a job. Uh, how would you request a recommendation on, on LinkedIn? Ooh, that's tough. Okay. Here's what you can say, if it's true, okay? Um, if you work in sales, um, you can say that, you know, the more recommendations I get, uh, the better it is to be able to network to get more customers for the company. If that's the case, yeah. Uh, if you're not sure from a corporate culture perspective what to do, look around and see what other colleagues of yours have done in terms of recommendations. Look at their profiles. Yeah. Okay, Zoralina, how are you? Great to see you. Zoralina is from Paris originally, but she now lives in Ontario. She's in my silver MBA, and she has two cats named Mimi and Mumu. <laughs> uh, so Zoralina wrote, uh, 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 breakup, oh, when you're... you're Okay, you're talking, you're giving advice directly to um, uh, uh, to Peter in terms of, of how to deal with the breakup. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's helpful. Okay, and when you guys write comments to each other, put the at symbol with each other. Do a lot of that too. It's great for engagement. It's fun that way too. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Ed. Uh, Ed wrote, uh, Peace, Chris. Uh, glad you're well. Uh, what are your thoughts on cryptos these days, specifically uh, Dogecoin? Yeah, I've never been a big fan of, of Dogecoin. I, I think what's happened is... Uh, Elon has kind of propped it up as a joke. Yeah, yeah. So do your own research on that one. Haven't done much much research on it in general. In terms of cryptos in general, uh, all speculative asset classes are in free fall because uh, interest rates are going up a lot. Uh, and so when rates go up a lot, you know, hedge funds and retail investors don't use as much leverage, meaning they don't borrow as much money to invest. And speculative assets can hit very, very hard. Yeah, so be very, very careful, please, with cryptos. Don't ever make cryptos a massive percent of your portfolio. Yeah, yeah. And I teach this in much more detail in my courses, MBA stuff, too. Yeah. All right. Minas um, um, wrote um, China and Russia are having great trade uh, deals. Yeah. Uh, uh, China is now the highest oil importer of Russian oil. Uh, was it, what is it using it for? Why does China need so much oil? Yeah. 
So, I mean, if, if China can get better prices on oil uh, from, from, from Russia, then they'll do it. I mean, China needs a lot of oil to grow. And every single year, uh, China uh, deploys or builds the equivalent electricity grid infrastructure of the United Kingdom every year. And for industrial production purposes, the biggest input is always the price of oil. Yeah. And the Chinese economy can't slow down. Otherwise, I think there'll be mass panic uh, and, and riots, etc. You know, think 1989 uh, Tiananmen Square riots times a gazillion because everybody is a, a journalist now with, with these things. So China's economy cannot slow down. Yeah. Otherwise, at least it's civil unrest. Um, and, and China's communist, too. So I'm sure they're happy cozing up to Russia. Yeah. OK. Um, uh, and next question is, how unfair is it to stop people from selling their stakes? Uh, Binance blocked Bitcoin sell-offs last week. It forced people to stop selling. Uh, how is it fully decentralized then? It's not fair. It's, it's not fair. But the problem is this. When you invest in a hedge fund or in any sort of exchange, you click a bunch of I agree boxes, okay? Or you sign paperwork to the extent that if you read the fine print, there are gates that can go up to lock you from taking your money out. And what happened was in the fall of 2008, some of the biggest hedge funds on the planet, they put up gates and they didn't let their investors take the money out, okay? And investors complained, but when investors signed up to invest in these massive hedge funds, there is a stipulation in that massive contract that the gates can go up and they can stop redemptions for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question is, you love dosa. Yeah, it's the best food in the world. I love it. Uh, you, wrote, you love dosa and it's awesome, but you need to try uh, a Punjabi food as well. It's called uh, Chole Bator. Uh, copy the words uh, uh, in heaven and earth, eat it and tell me how you feel. Thank you. No, I, I will. And, and Punjabi Grill is my favorite restaurant uh, when I was in uh, Delhi and Mumbai at the airport. And Punjabi, that's where I actually had that, my, my first dosa there. Yeah, which is good food. I love it. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Manas wrote, uh, why are you changing your YouTube channel name every week? Uh, anything serious? I noticed that a lot of time I'm playing around with things. Um, and so uh, I'm looking at a lot of data, trying to grow the YouTube channel. Um, I'm trying a bunch of other things as well. Um, work in progress. You'll, you'll see. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and Lala wrote here, I, I finally caught you live, Doc. Uh, I love your courses. Thank you. First time I've seen you here. I hope you join me again. Thank you. All right, moving on to Samir who wrote, hey, Chris, uh, what do you think of the three fund portfolio uh, for a 401k? Now, I, I, I disagree with that because if you have three stocks or whatever it is, or three investments in a portfolio, that means that you have 33% of all your capital in one particular stock or, or ETF, whatever it is. I want you to be much more diversified from that than that, to the extent that I want you to have a minimum of at least 20 positions in a portfolio, because I don't want you to have more than 5% of your capital in any one particular stock or ETF. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Manas wrote, thank you uh, for everything. My pleasure. It, it's always a pleasure to be here. 
and then you wrote, what are you preparing for your 200th episode in nine weeks from now? That's right. Uh, we'd love to see that. And all my courses are always free in Pratchmagoo. Thank you. And we're almost done with the, the building, actually, uh, in, 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 in Rwanda. Yeah, it's been a while, but we're getting there. Yeah. I don't know what I planned for the 200th. Yeah, n nothing special. But for my 50th birthday, what I did was this, which was in February. I told my wife, no surprise party. All I want is for Andrew, Matthew, Dylan, my three boys, Christine and I, just us going out to dinner, which we did at my favorite Indian restaurant called Rasa here. Uh, and I had four Bollywood dosas. I was full after the first one. I didn't care. I kept eating. It was the best food ever. Moving on to Ed, who wrote, uh, Chris, uh, uh, EVs or electronic vehicles uh, bring about their own problems. If everyone made that move right now, our grids cannot handle it. It's true. Uh, not to mention the majority of our power is currently generated uh, via uh, fossil fuels. Uh, this is my understanding. Solar and wind is our future, but we need to get moving. And then you wrote thoughts. Yeah, I, I agree. It's interesting because when you get a Tesla in certain parts of the world, when you plug it in to charge it, if that electricity grid infrastructure is powered by coal, then by plugging in a Tesla and charging it, you're hurting the environment. It's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah. yeah. It depends where you are. Like, for example, here in the San Francisco Bay Area, about one third of all pollution we have is because of coal mines in China. Yeah. It's all relative. And we got to stop coal. Problem is now that oil prices are rising, people are starting to use a hell of a lot more coal. Not good for the environment. Okay. Uh, and Lala wrote, uh, such a blessing. Uh, God bless. Uh, thank you. God bless you more. All right. Zoralina wrote, hi again. Uh, I've been following your advice uh, for my CREP business. That's right. You want to sell it through private equity. Remember that. And I played some uh, accordion Parisian music. Oh, cool. Just give the, the, the joie de vivre or a sense of, of, of you being in Paris when people are, are at your, your CREP stand. Um, uh, customers loved it. Thank you for the creative idea. Awesome. My, my pleasure. I love crepes. And when I, when I lived in the South of France, I remember, uh, I used to have crepes with Nutella all the time. Yeah. And I get baguettes and dip in Nutella. It's the best. Yeah. Okay. Next up the Berlin wrote, uh, Chris, uh, if you got a business proposal, uh, 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 what would Chris do to calculate uh, running numbers or rule of thumb in order for you to proceed? Yeah. So what I'm going to be doing, um, and we're just about to start in, in your, your a January term or in my MBA program, we're just about to start the third semester um, in the next two weeks. And we'll be doing the venture capital boot camp uh, in, in the third semester. And, and during the, uh, uh, I have a hat for everything, man. During the venture capital boot camp, I'll be running through a lot of financial models to, to help you understand exactly how to value a company. Um, and basically, when you do financial modeling, you focus on sales. That's the top line. And everything else becomes a percent of revenue. In terms of valuation of the company, it's all relative to other sectors as well. Yeah, and we'll cover this in more detail in the VC boot camp. Uh, or you can fast forward in the curriculum now by going to E3-1. That's Entrepreneurship Semester 3 Class 1. And failing to plan is plan to fail. Always write a business plan. And I'll help you with it, of course. Okay. Uh, uh, Pulas, uh, Pulashi wrote, uh, hey, Chris, how are you? Uh, I'm always great. Thanks. And I, I hope you're doing well. Thanks. Uh, and then you wrote, I I'm following your crypto course on Udemy. Uh, in your crypto investment framework, you mentioned discount price for the target price in cryptocurrency for the long term. Can you explain the discount price? Yeah, absolutely. 
So when you value companies or cryptos or anything, you have to use, um, you have to discount the future money you're gonna make into today's terms, right? So interest rates, uh, let's just say that they're 10%. Well, that means that the money you're gonna make in the future, you have to discount using a 10% discount. Okay, and it gets more complex than that uh, when you look at what's called a weighted average cost of capital, uh, which I discuss in much more detail in my, my MBA program uh, in my complete financial analyst course on Udemy if you wanna take it there as well, yeah. But the way you do it is you always start with a risk-free rate, which is usually LIBOR, London Interbank Offer Rate, or the U.S. government risk-free rate, treasuries, and then you add more risk uh, based on that as well. And I can talk about that in more detail if you want me to. Ramos wrote, uh, is learning the real estate now uh, is in value to invest in now? Yeah. Um, one of the best investments you can make is buying your own house or your own apartment because think about how much money we all waste uh, by renting. And it took me until my 30s till I could buy my first apartment in New York. Um, but uh, in my 20s, I, I waste a lot of money. Yeah, it's hard though, it's, it's tough, it's tough, yeah. Um, okay. All right, next up, Zach wrote, Hi Chris, uh, do I need an LLC if I'm managing a website that provides services uh, overseas? Yeah, it doesn't matter what company you, you have, I always want you to register it, okay? And you can go to LegalZoom.com or a similar service in whatever country people are in and talk to a lawyer at a discounted fee. The reason I want you to register your company, and it might be an LLC, Limited Liability Corporation, or an S-Corp or a C-Corp, depending on what your accountant advises. The reason I want you to register your company is because, God forbid, if something bad happens that's out of your control, like a lawsuit, I want to make sure that your family's assets are protected. Okay. Okay. And the Berlin wrote, uh, Chris, uh, don't quote me on this. Uh oh, uh, but I read somewhere uh, that a realtor in San Francisco is saying uh, that there is 60 million square feet of commercial property and that 30 million of that space will be free uh, and let go uh, by the end uh, of the year. Yeah. Times are tough, man. And look, with, with, with COVID, it, it kind of told us that we, we don't really need to have office buildings. You know, if, if, if Zoom was created first, would we have as many office towers? Probably not. And it's ridiculous if you think about it, the whole process of getting up in the morning and, you know, driving an hour to work and destroying the environment to go into an office building when we can do a lot, do a lot of this stuff remotely. Yeah, yeah. So if, if, if I had to invest in real estate right now, I'd be buying farmland. Okay. Uh, and then Pulashi said, Chris, what happens when all 21 million Bitcoins are mined by the year 2140? Well, at that point, um, there won't be any more Bitcoin, but people will make money not from mining it, but based on transaction fees. Yeah. Um, and, and people think that, oh my God, it, it doesn't make sense. There's only going to be 21 million Bitcoins. That's not that many. Well, you can slice and dice uh, a Bitcoin into one, one millionth or whatever it is. And they call that a Satoshi. Right. And so it, it's it's just like a stock split. Right. More shares will be created, but the value will kind of be the same. OK. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Karen uh, is saying uh, hi, Andrew, to, to my son. Uh, you, you wrote uh, you guys look like brothers. Yeah. No, he's my, my he's like a son to me. Yeah. <laughs> and Andre said, what up, Andrew? 
Uh, and then Karen wrote, uh, in Malaysia, uh, we can go up to 70% on the side of windows. Oh, in terms of, of tinting. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to make it too dark, though, the, the side windows, because um, you get more cops will pull you over and, and stuff. Yeah. I actually got a ticket for that years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's got to be a massive market for, for people making SPF blocking stuff on windows and cars. It has to be because if you drive every day to work and back two hours and you drive on the left side, the left side of your face eventually is five years older because unless you put on SPF. Yeah, it's out there, but it's true. If you want to look younger, um, get a get a. This is crazy, but I I, I look at all this stuff because um, I'm getting older, man. Uh, but get a silo uh, 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 a silk pillowcase because silk doesn't make your skin age as fast. Yeah, yeah, I looked into that. All right, let me get a little bit of brekkie here. Give me one second. Change the angle a bit here. Beautiful there. All right. Maria uh, wrote uh, my, my my account in Binance, which is a cryptocurrency uh, exchange. Uh, my account in Binance is suspended. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, but you wrote because the facial recognition did not work. Uh, we can work around that. You said, uh, then they asked me for my ID uh, with no watermarks, uh, not water pads. Oh, I see what you're saying by that. Yeah, forgive me, Chris, for the wrong uh, uh, spelling earlier. No, no, all, all good, man. Yeah, now you can always call customer support and they'll help you. You can show them your, your passport as well and they should get your money. Uh, if they don't, um, then on with customer support, ask to speak to a manager. Yeah, get your money out of that. Yeah, keep your money, your cryptos, please, uh, in, in, in cold storage, okay? Uh, like a Trezor or a Ledger Nano. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Zoralina wrote, your, your favorite son is awesome. Oh, I, I love all my, my, my kids the same. Uh, and this here was um, years ago, obviously. This is Andrew right here, Andrew. Uh, he's now 18. This is Matthew, he's 17. And this is Dylan, he's now 12 going on 30. Yeah. Okay, Yori, how are you? Yori's in my, my MBA program on Wednesdays. Great, great to see you. You wrote, hey, Chris and Andrew, great to see you guys. Uh, hopefully they, meaning uh, Christine and the kids, uh, enjoy their, their trip uh, in Ontario, Canada. Yeah, and Christine and uh, uh, Matthew and Diller are coming back. Um, I think I think they come back Sunday. I miss them. Yeah. Okay. All right, next up we got Hari. Hari, how are you? Hari is in my 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 um, uh, silver program, and I usually talk to you uh, over Zoom every every week at 10 a.m., which resumes next week. Uh, good to see you. Good morning to you as well. The Berlin wrote, uh, Chris, it's crazy how in the picture uh, that you showed us, uh, they're just kids. They're now grown men. Uh, my kids are growing up uh, quickly as well. It's crazy, eh? And by the time your, your kid is 12 years old, uh, you've already spent 90% um, of the time you'll ever spend with them. You know, now, because of COVID, I got a little bit more forced family fun uh, with my kids as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, Alexis wrote here, hold, hold on one second. It, yeah, hold on one second. Ah, stay with me, folks, sorry. When there's tons of messages at once, it, it jumps. It's my fault, not yours. 
All right, Alexis wrote, uh, thank you so much, Chris. Uh, you're, you're a great man. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. All right. And Kumar wrote, uh, hi, Chris. Lots of hearts. Thank you for that. Um, uh, you wrote, dude, what the hell are you eating? You look like you're in your 20s. Uh, good to see you in good shape. I love your T-shirt, man. No, that was my son, Andrew. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing the hat because, as I showed you before, it's 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 cray-cray, man. Ooh. I'm getting my haircut this this Saturday. Yeah. Mustafa, how are you? Uh, Mustafa wrote, hi, Chris. Uh, greetings from Turkey. Great to see you. Uh, and we were going to go to Istanbul this summer. We had to cancel the trip, uh, but I'd love to go. Love to go. And I watched the movie Taken 2, part two. Uh, maybe it's part three. I can't remember. Uh, but Istanbul is in the background. It's like, oh, my God, what a beautiful city. I have to go there. Yeah. So you're greetings from Turkey, West Coast uh, city called uh, Izmir. Oh, cool. I learned a lot from you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you're most welcome. Thank you for being here. And Udemy actually was founded by a guy in Turkey. Yeah, they have a big office there as well. Uh, Lala wrote, hey, Chris, uh, do you have a different MBA program uh, from your Udemy courses? Yeah, I, I do. So um, if you go to my, um, so I have that uh, a course on Udemy uh, and other places called an entire MBA in one course. But if you go to my, my website, which is harunmba.com, um, I've got uh, a, a, a three MBA programs here, silver, gold, platinum. So silver, yeah, you can start it today. Uh, it's, it's on demand. Okay. It's 300 hours. Um, it's like Netflix. Or you can join gold uh, and platinum, uh, which, which start on September 30th. Okay. And those are a little bit different uh, because you get one-on-one uh, -on -one time with me as well, confidential coaching and, and group sessions and all that stuff. But and, and to learn more about the MBA stuff, just go to my website or ask me here. Yeah, thanks. Surreal, man. I can't believe it's... Uh, we're launching our fifth class now. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, it's going to be every Friday, starting September 30th. Um, it'll be every Friday uh, for one year from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. West Coast time, Pacific time. Yeah. And again, go to my website for more details if, if, if you want. All right. Um, all right, next up, uh, Maria wrote, uh, it's wonderful to be surrounded by the family and all the people uh, one loves. Uh, amen to that. You wrote, I wish always to be like uh, this for you, Chris, and for everyone here. Thank you. Thank you. Now, family, family first, yeah. And I get to the point now where I'm older, man. It's kind of like I could spend time golfing with people I've just met or spend time with my kids. And I, I choose my kids. Yeah. And Christine, my wife. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Francisco wrote, I, I heard that uh, there will be a real estate crash soon. Uh, what will happen in the real estate crash? Uh, any advice? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's only a matter of time, I, I, I humbly think, uh, as rates continue to rise. Yeah. Uh, and so um, when it feels like there's blood in the streets, and it's an awful thing to say, but they say it's Wall Street, that's when you buy. And you got to be unemotional about investments as well. And so Elon Musk, for example, he, he bought a, a ton of shares uh, in, in Tesla. Uh, in This is all publicly disclosed in, in March of 2020 when nobody else was buying. Uh, and then he sold tons of shares in Tesla uh, last fall, uh, just ahead of the, uh, the early January peak in the market. Um, and you got to be unemotional. Uh, and if you're very unemotional in business, and as Warren Buffett says, if you're greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy, then you'll do extraordinarily well. 
because if you buy the same stock that everybody loves and everybody owns already, there aren't that many incremental investors to push it higher. You got to be a contrarian. And my favorite thing to do is to buy uh, broken stocks, but not broken companies. And what that means is uh, a broken stock is a stock where it feels like you're catching a falling knife. Um, I like to buy broken stocks in high quality companies. And now is the time to start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I had green screen set up here. Uh, that's how I did all those background images. But you can see that it makes everything uh, blue go black. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, 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 next up, uh, Maria um, or Kumar wrote, uh, Elon Musk many times uh, um, uh, cued us uh, that Bill Gates pumped millions of dollars to stop the Twitter deal. Oh, interesting. And also that he might die by some mysterious circumstance. Did, did um, was it really Bill Gates that stopped the whole deal? I, I'd be surprised. So the thing about Bill Gates um is that he's so wealthy. He has, um, he's got this, this University of Chicago MBA graduate, manages all his money up in, in Redmond, Washington. Um, he manages tons of money for Bill Gates. And sometimes that guy will go long and short search in certain stocks and it'll get disclosed to the public. It's not Bill Gates doing it. It's his money manager for the most part. Yeah. Although I do know that Elon and, and Bill Gates kind of butted heads on, on a few things. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, uh, uh, and then place a search wrote, hello, sir, I'm from India. Call me Chris, please. It's great to see you. Thank you. And 11% of my viewers are, are from India. Yeah, it goes America, 20 United States, America, 20%, India, 11, uh, and then Canada, Brazil, three, Australia, two, and the rest is fragmented. Yeah. Good to see you. Uh, Mike Flynn from my, my MBA program wrote, uh, hey, Chris, uh, I was reading about some JP Morgan precious metals traders who are on trial for spoofing trades to manipulate the price. Can you please explain how the spoofing works? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what that means, but I do know that the bottom line is anytime you have a manipulation of markets uh, to make prices go up or down, it's against the law and you can go to jail for that. And, and my, my son, uh, Matthew, um, one of his good friends um, years ago, um, you know, his friend would come over always and the mother, but not the father. And uh, I found out uh, that the father uh, spent a year in jail. I won't say who it is, obviously. He's a good guy. I like him a lot. He spent a year in jail because uh, what he did was he worked in the semiconductor market. And what he did was he influenced prices and he got together with another big firm you've heard of. Okay, not Intel, but another one, and basically fix the price by saying, hey, I won't cut prices if you don't. That's market manipulation. I know it's weird. You can go to jail for that. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we got Ryan who wrote, are there any disadvantages to owning a company whose shares trade on more than one uh, exchange? Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't think so. So what happens usually is, for big companies, they have shares on many different markets. So, for example, uh, Oracle uh, is listed in the United States, is listed in a couple of uh, European markets, and Oracle Japan as well. It's just another way for them to get liquidity. Same thing with Nintendo. Nintendo is ticker 7974 on, on the, the Tokyo Stock Exchange, okay? The Nikkei. 
and it also is listed here in the pink sheets as ticker NTDOY it's just a way for them to get more liquidity I don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah okay um uh, next up uh, Kumar wrote um uh have you ever met uh, Bill Gates uh I have yeah a number of times uh, and how much power does he hold in your opinion in Silicon Valley a lot a lot yeah so I first time I met Bill Gates was back uh, in 2003 um so I, I worked at a big hedge fund called Kingdom Capital at the time Mark Kingdon great guy he's a mensch good dude uh, which is the oldest hedge fund in history right uh, and so what happened was every year uh, I would go to Redmond uh, which is in Washington State in the Pacific Northwest uh, along with a gazillion other analysts uh, for Microsoft's annual analyst day uh, and there's like 500 of us and what happens is there's a signed seating at at lunch uh, and so Bill Gates at lunch uh, on his left was the largest shareholder the portfolio manager at Fidelity and on his right was the second largest shareholder of Microsoft at the time uh, from Capital and what I did was I noticed that in between the Fidelity and uh, portfolio manager seat and Bill Gates there's a little bit of a gap uh, and so what I did was I I I, I, I said Garconi or sort of the waiter whatever sorry uh, <laughs> uh, and 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 I, I pull up a chair and the, the waiter was cool about it he set up a spot for me and I sat right beside Bill Gates it was awesome it was surreal uh, I got to ask him a ton of questions um but he changed I remember that right and I'm a big fan of Gates you know I, I read every book about Bill Gates and Microsoft uh, in the 90s when I was at McGill and I worked in the tech industry Accenture but I noticed he changed so and, and I'll explain how so during during lunch you know, he was very very nice and I asked him softball questions so I was kind of nervous right and he was really cool to me and stuff but I noticed that some of the hedge funds at lunch would ask him tougher questions and I saw him change like his fork and knife he, he it was like this and he went to like this he was in your face you know cussing a lot and he was drinking his red wine and you could hear the glass red wine glass hit his teeth every now and then and he used the, the, the Lord's name in vain a couple of times and shame on me for not correcting him I should have I should have yeah but it was interesting uh and then I walked him to his car later on that night after we had a, a couple of drinks a bunch of us um at Microsoft's headquarters I thought a limousine was going to pick him up but he got into this dirty old beat up uh blue Lexus with two car seats in the back his kids were younger then he threw his jacket in the back and drove home yeah but he was nice to me and I met him a couple other times as well yeah he's a hell of a lot nicer than Steve Ballmer yeah not a fan of Ballmer okay and I can tell you why if you care all right um uh, in terms of how much power does Gates hold he holds a lot of power here um you know even at Stanford he donated this massive computer science building uh money talks yeah and he's respected too I mean he's kind of anytime one tech uh giant gets too powerful there's always a bit of a pushback kind of like with the New York Yankees in baseball a lot of people don't like them because they're very good right and so there, there's kind of that pushback on, on Gates but he's powerful yeah okay Rawlings how are you my goodness it's been, it has been a while you're my my silver MBA from uh, Nigeria I think and I think you exchanged messages with my platinum student that graduated last year Akemi Tade uh, also from Nigeria although she lives in Ottawa now but you wrote it's been a long while uh, uh I've been busy with work and exams uh I, I've missed this family and I'm glad to be home it's great to see you and, and welcome back 
great to see you. And I've got a number of great students this year uh, in, in the, the Wednesday session that just started. Uh, there's a guy named Adeposi who's also from Ni Nigeria. I can introduce you if you want to. Really smart guy. He said something incredibly prophetic on June 1st on our first class on Wednesday, June 1st. Uh, he said, with pain, you find your purpose. I love that. He's an architect. Okay, uh, Patricia, good to see you. Patricia is uh, my, my January MBA student uh, this year. Uh, uh, she is from the great state of New Jersey. She has wonderful art behind her on the wall as well. It's great to see you. I miss you. Uh, you wrote, uh, sorry I'm late today. Uh, good to see you guys. Great to see you. And I'm looking forward to catching up with you and everybody in the Gold and Platinum MBA program today at 1120 for our weekly two-week uh, Zoom uh, uh, office hours. Yeah. Uh, Christina, how are you? Uh, Christina said, it took you until your 30s for what? Um, uh, oh, the video paused. Oh, sorry about that. It says connection's good. Um, so it, it took me until my 30s until I, I, I could buy my first place. Um, my, my, I bought this tiny little apartment on the Upper East Side uh, in New York. Yeah. Good to see you. Okay, moving on to Anand, uh, who wrote, uh, Hi, Chris. Um, um, what's the difference between LIBOR and, and SOFR and which one is more effective? Yeah, so uh, LIBOR stands for London Interbank Offer Rate, uh, and it's kind of the lowest risk rate people used to use. Uh, in terms of the federal uh, funds rate in the United States, um, I think it's probably a better gauge to use now because the, the risk-free rate, the lowest risk in the world uh, investment is U.S. government treasuries. Yeah, because that's the last institution that will probably go belly up. Yeah, that will ever go belly up. All right. Um, ah. Okay, next up, uh, I've got Max who wrote here. Uh, Hi, Mr. Chris. Uh, first of all, I, I want to thank you for your efforts and valuable information. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. You wrote, I have a question, please. Is trading in cryptocurrencies, uh, does it require mining or is that optional? No, you don't need to mine at all. Yeah. All that you're doing when you're mining is you're using your computer uh, to break an algorithm. And when you break the algorithm for uh, uh, when it comes to uh, cryptocurrency algorithms, it grows back stronger. And in return, you're rewarded with uh, a cryptocurrency. Trading cryptocurrency is just like trading stocks. It's the same thing. Yeah. In fact, cryptos all have tickers as well, just like stocks do. Yeah. Alex P., how are you? Alex P. Keaton, good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Um, uh, the Berlin wrote, uh, thank you for everything. Uh, see you soon. Awesome. I'll see you 1120 brother. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, and then we start the, the January class again on Monday, the 18th of July. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, and then Maria wrote, uh, Chris, thank you. Uh, yes, I really tried to talk to the manager, uh, but the customer service rep, uh, told me they can't offer this possibility. And you're referring to getting your money out of Binance. Yeah. That's not right. You should be able to get your money back. Yeah. Um, I'd be a pain in the ass and just keep calling them over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where you're based, but if you're in the United States, I would say, you know, I'll get my congressperson involved. Uh, if you and, and they'll get scared because of regulators. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to get your money back. If they don't give you your money back, Send me a message this week to support at haroonventures.com and I'll get involved with you, okay? Yeah. Okay. And Lala wrote, uh, thank you, Haroon. You're, you're most welcome. 
Yeah, my, my cousin Sarah, we used to call her Lala. Yeah, that was her nickname, great name. Okay, Alex P wrote, uh, hey, Chris, how's it going? Things are great, thank you. Ho hope you're doing well. I'm feeling much better now that, that COVID is done. And dude, I had a bad bout of co COVID, man. I had pneumonia after that as well and a heart issue at the hospital, but I'm totally fine, yeah. I said that for a little bit of sympathy, yeah. Click the like button, please, everybody. I had, co I was sick. I'm just kidding. No, click the like button, everyone. It does help me a lot, thank you. Okay, it's all ask and return. Okay, Alex wrote, um, uh, uh, if a recession does happen in the future, and a recession is defined by two consecutive uh, quarters of GDP being negative year over year. Yeah, which I think it, it could easily happen. If a recession happens, do you think uh, that can be one of the best times to buy a used vehicle? Yeah, it all depends on inventory. Like a year ago, it was so hard to get new cars. It's amazing how things change in a year. It was so hard to get new cars uh, that used car prices were higher. Yeah, so all depends on inventory. It all depends. I have no idea. Yeah, um, but everything should be on sale in, in a horrific recession. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Lala wrote, I'm sorry, Chris. My, my friend's name is, is Haroon. No, please. I, when I was in high school, everyone called me Haroon. They call me baboon because it rhymed with Haroon. Now you can't forget it. Now you know how to pronounce my name, everybody. Because I used to go to dinner when I was a kid and they used to page us and they would say, heroin, party of six, heroin, party of six. Yeah. Haroon baboon. Now you can't forget it. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, and then you wrote here, I knew Elon wasn't uh, for me he'd have to significantly uh, discount uh, a, te a Tesla, okay, with respect to, to Twitter, yeah, yeah. Jean-Marco, how are you? Uh, Jean-Marco is from the Dominican Republic. Uh, he is in my platinum program that started this, this, this June. He is a financial wizard. Great to see you, man. I hope your business building is going well. Uh, so uh, Jean-Marco wrote, hey, Chris, what type of information would you use on a website as Seeking Alpha as you say, it's always better uh, making your own analysis. Yeah. So what I would say in general uh, is that um, you never want to go to any website and learn from them what to buy and sell. But you can go there to do financial analysis, okay? Meaning you can screen uh, for cheaper stocks on a PE basis, for example. And you can also go there to get real-time news. And they're really good at Seeking Alpha at distilling uh, real-time news. And it's one of my favorite websites to go to. Uh, and it's one of the few companies I would think about uh, doing uh, a, a partnership with. And of course, I'll disclose everything completely uh, if and when that happens. Yeah. But I use Seeking Alpha a lot when I worked on Wall Street as well. Yeah. In the hedge fund industry and when I was at Goldman Sachs. Yeah. It's legit. Okay. Unlike Motley Fool. And do a search on Motley Fool on YouTube and you'll see, I had a video on it that, yeah, anyway, you, you'll see. Okay. All right, uh, Madhav uh, wrote, uh, uh, hi, sir, Chris, please. How are you? I'm, I'm always great and I hope you're doing well. Thank you. All right, next up we got Inka who wrote, hello, Chris. Um, what are your thoughts on trading in Forex? Uh, is there money to make if I study Forex trading? Do you teach a course about that? I do teach technical analysis in a lot of detail in my MBA program. Uh, go to harunmba.com for more details. Do I recommend trading Forex? Absolutely not. 
it's too hard because the reason that one currency goes up versus another one is because news isn't priced in and a government or Federal Reserve uh, chairperson or bank of whatever decides to raise or cut rates. You have no idea. Or it could be uh, FX prices can go up and down relative to other currencies because of geopolitical statements uh, from political leaders. And it's so hard to forecast that. It's really, really tough. Really tough. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Dr. Andy wrote, uh, um, uh, with love, uh, you find offspring. With offspring, you find love. Oh, I like that twist. That's cool. With love, you find offspring. With offspring, you, you find love. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so cool to have my, my son here on, on the call. Yeah. Uh, and Pulasti wrote, um, uh, what do you think about uh, what is best for a country if a company accepts uh, cryptocurrencies? Yeah, I, I don't... I, I think what El Salvador has done is 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 fiscally irresponsible, and I've said that since day one, uh, by by you know betting a, a, the future of a country on on Bitcoin, something that a government can't control. You want to control your own currency, because the way that you build an economy um, and you protect an economy is by issuing bonds, and if you can change the money money supply of your own currency then you can change uh, interest rates. Um, and you don't want to give that up to, you know, some speculative electronic-based system like Bitcoin. And I do own Bitcoin, but but I really do think that what happened was irresponsible of El Salvador to do that. Yeah. Then you had a follow-up. Uh, so you wrote, uh, what do you think about what is best for a country if a country accepts cryptocurrency using existo crypto or building its own cryptocurrency for that country and regulate that crypto uh, as, yeah. So yeah, I think what makes a hell of a lot more sense is if a company wants to, or a country wants to use cryptos, they should create their own, right? And, and I do think that, that eventually the United States dollars just make money here. Uh, but I think that there will be crypto embedded in this, more making it more secure. Because if you look at this, again, it's fake money. It looks and feel exactly what it looked and felt like 150 years ago, right? And monopolies are lazy. They don't have to change. But now, finally, there's competition for capital, meaning uh, cryptos could give competition to this fiat-based old-school system. And so, again, I think U.S. government and other big uh, big countries, they're going to kind of embed some some sort of secure algorithm or crypto algorithm within this. Yeah. They'll take their time with it, though. The U.S. government will at least. They'll, they'll watch other countries and see how they do first. Yeah. They won't be a first mover because they got a monopoly. Yeah. But I think that in a lot of countries, cryptocurrencies will be made illegal uh, because cryptos are the biggest threat to national security. Right. Because let's say that um, let's say we're in Russia. And what had happened is um, the ruble's gone up a lot because, you know, Putin has basically increased interest rates massively uh, on the ruble. Um, and by doing that, um, he can, by influencing interest rates, he can issue bonds, you know, to basically pay for this disgusting war that he started, which won't end for decades. If people in Russia started uh, not using the ruble and they just wanted to use cryptocurrencies, then Putin would not be able to issue bonds to be able to finance whatever crap it is he's doing. Yeah. So I think a lot of countries, especially more left-wing countries like, like, like Russia and communist countries in general, they will make cryptos illegal. Yeah. 
And I think if the US government, if they regulate cryptocurrencies a little bit more, it's incredibly bullish or positive for cryptos because it's a signal they're not gonna make them illegal, which they won't do in the United States. Yeah, yeah. The more left-wing or socialist a country is, the more likely it is that they're gonna make cryptos and mining cryptos illegal because socialists or left-wing or communist-based economies and countries, what they do is they want control. Yeah. Versus democracies where there's a lot of checks and balances in place. Okay. All right. Um, bah, 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 bah. Give me one second, guys, here, please. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up, um, uh, uh, Dr. Andy wrote, uh, I work for Yahoo Finance. Um, I don't recommend any trading uh, uh, given the climate of trading. Uh, I would recommend saving money. Yeah. And Warren Buffett says, You want to spend what is left after saving instead of saving what is left after spending. I do love Yahoo Finance. I use it all the time, as, as you all know here on my weekly calls. Yeah. And in my courses, my MBA program too. Yeah. Except when you guys took away the API use when Verizon invested in your company in the, in the fall of 2017. Yeah. That made it really hard for me for a couple of weeks there. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Ishmael wrote, um, how, do, how does one raise funds for a project in line uh, with the Singapore uh, uh, Singapore dollar, I guess you're, you're saying there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know the right answer there. I, I don't, sorry. I, I do have a number of students in Singapore. Uh, they're in my MBA program. I could reach out to them if you want me to, or if anybody is from Singapore, please chime in here. Yeah. yeah. But anytime you raise money, uh, you have to get lawyers involved and create investment offering memorandums and all that stuff too. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Dr. Andy uh, wrote, only 2% of people make money in stocks. Uh, it's, it's a bit like poker. Uh, savings and real estate are, are what it is. Uh, your bank is your, your finance home and your house is your physical home. Yeah. The best investment you'll make is, uh, aside from investment education, I'm biased, uh, best investment you'll make is, is your house. Yeah. Yeah. And you get a lot of tax breaks as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Andy wrote, uh, the bank, uh, uh, Dr. Andy wrote, uh, the bank is the ocean of your finances. So I like these analogies. The bank is the ocean of your finances, like water. It is central to your financial well-being. Yeah. And only invested liquid securities because illiquid stocks own you in a down market. A lot of hedge funds went belly up in the fall of 08 because of that. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Mike, who's in my, my platinum program. Mike, good to see you. Uh, Mike wrote, uh, Chris, do you have any experience or, or, or an opinion on drop shipping on on drop shipping on Spotify Whoa. or eBay as a side hustle? I've never heard of that in Spotify. How would you drop ship on Spotify? It's all it's all digital. Uh, eBay a, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, uh, I bought a lot of stuff. Uh, from AliExpress.com in the past, imported it, cost me next to nothing, and I resold it um, while those ARP opportunities existed. Yeah. And my kids, actually, Andrew, Matthew, and Dylan, um, the way they bought their iPhones was they sold, I didn't want to give them iPhones, they sold a ton of iPhone cases, which they imported from AliExpress, right, which is Alibaba's website. They imported from AliExpress and sold on eBay. I'm not an expert in drop shipping though. No. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Andy wrote, your job or vocation is your main source of, of, of income. 
hopefully your vocation is your vacation. And that's how I feel with my job. I don't have a job. I have a vacation. I, I love doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and then somebody said, have you done BTEC? I don't know what that means. Sorry. BTEC. If anybody knows what that means, just uh, please chime in and, and help us understand. Thanks. Okay. And then Dr. A wrote, uh, without a bank, uh, you will drown in the maze of complicated and unreliable investment Ponzi's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like Madoff, Bernard Madoff. And, and we should have known in hindsight because, you know, his name is Madoff because, you know, he made off with speaking of Ponzi's. Okay. And then uh, Dr. A wrote, uh, I have an eBay store with 5,000 items and I make about $300 a, a week. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Uh, and um, uh, Mike Mike Flynn, you asked a question about drop shipping. Uh, Dr. Andy, let me ask you for Mike, um, what is the best way for for um, uh, for Mike and the rest of us to learn about drop shipping? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, Christina wrote a thank you for always, which put in caps, always answering questions. My my pleasure. Thank you for being here. Uh, you wrote, I've been following you for years uh, and you're a star stand-up guy. Thank you. And you wrote, I hope to join your program soon too. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm glad you got to meet my son too. That, that was pretty cool, man. Yeah. As he's going out and tinting the windows of my car. He wanted to put chrome detail in as well. That's too much. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then we've got here, uh, hold on a second here. Uh, uh, and I've got to wrap this up in a couple of minutes. I apologize. If people have more questions, if you're in my, my platinum or gold program, uh, ask me at 1120 today. And for those of you in my silver MBA program, I'll resume the weekly calls that start at 10 a.m. Uh, the, the Zoom calls starting next week. Thanks. Thanks for your patience, everybody, for allowing me to take a little bit more time off just to regenerate. But we're not behind schedule in any of our MBA programs. Yeah. And I really should not have been teaching uh, I really should not have done this call a couple weeks ago when I lost my voice. Remember that? It was, it was brutal. It was terrible. Charles Barkley says, terrible. It's just terrible. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Maria wrote, uh, uh, Chris, uh, thank you very much. I'm based in Germany. Uh, thank you very much for your help. Thank you. And thank you so much, for Germany, for Hans Zimmer. I don't know what I would do without Hans Zimmer. He's the best. And, and whenever I'm working sometimes and I can't focus... I'll ask A-L-E-X-A or S-I-R-I to play music by Hans Zimmer. Yeah. My favorite one album by him is uh, the soundtrack for Interstellar. Imagine watching a movie with no music. That's what working is like with no music. You, you got to throw it on the background. Classical always. Alex wrote here, uh, Chris, I heard the housing crisis in the Bay Area had prices slightly decrease during the pandemic. Would you say prices have gone up or down in that area of the country? So where I live, it's it, it continues to go up. Um, it, it's kind of actually slowed down in the past couple of months, just given higher interest rates. Uh, but during the pandemic, they, they went up quite a bit. But what makes the uh, the, the left coast, west coast uh, a little bit different, at least where I live, is that there's a lot of uh, a lot of investors from uh, from China. Uh, here in, in a lot of houses around where I live right now, they're empty um, because you have billionaire uh, Chinese families uh, that just buy houses here. They keep it. They keep them nicely maintained like the, the grass is cut and stuff, but it's kind of like a hedge for them. And I don't blame them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, OK. So I got to wrap this up, guys. Um, so I see there's a bunch more more questions. 
Uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for, for all the questions today. If, if I couldn't get to them, if you're in platinum or gold, I'll see you at 1120 today for our, our weekly two-hour call. Uh, if you're in silver, uh, Silver MBA, we'll start those weekly Zoom calls again next Thursday from 10 a.m. until 11 a.m. Uh, please, everybody, click the like button and subscribe. Click the like. We've got 42. I want to get to above 50. There we go. I just saw one more, 43. Get us to above 50. Uh, thank you, everybody. I, I appreciate it. If you want to learn more about my MBA program, just go to um, my website, harunmba.com. We've got a 30-day, 100% money-back guarantee on all my courses, MBA programs, etc. You got nothing to lose and everything to gain, I, I think. All right. Now, like I always do, um, uh, what, what I do is I end my weekly call with a video of a Steve Job interview that I licensed from the Silicon Valley Historical Association. Um, God bless you all. And I'll see you uh, next Thursday and every Thursday forever, starting at 8 a.m. Thanks so much. Take care. When you grow up, you tend to get told that the world is the way it is. And your, your life is just to live your life inside the world. Try not to bash into the walls too much. Uh, uh, try to have a nice family life. Uh, have fun. Save a little money. Um, but life, that's a very limited life. Life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact, and that is everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can, you can build your own things that other people can use. And the minute that you understand that you can poke life and actually something will, you know, if you push in, something will pop out the other side, that you can, you can change it, you can mold it, um, that's maybe the most important thing, is to shake off this, uh, th this uh, erroneous notion that life is, is there and you're just going to live in it, versus embrace it, change it, improve it, make your mark upon it. Um, I, I think that's very important. And however you learn that, once you learn it, uh, you'll want to change life and make it better because it's kind of messed up in a lot of ways. Um, once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. Well, that ends this week's podcast. I want to thank you very much for your time. If you want to download my latest book for free or get access to coupons on my courses or learn more about my MBA degree program and much more, please visit Haroon ventures.com. Again, that's haroonventures.com. Thanks again for listening in.